You're listening to the light version of the Piece of Persistence. Visit patreon.com, that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash piece of persistence for complete access with double the content and zero ads. Hi, and welcome to the Piece of Persistence, the show where we seek to uncover the keys to happiness and success one honest conversation at a time. I'm your host, Abigail Wright, and today I have the pleasure of introducing you to Wendy Yellen. Wendy lives outside of Santa Fe, New Mexico, near the top of a 7,200-foot-high mesa with her husband and partner of 39 years, Michael. Together, they share a love of exotic birding adventures in beautiful natural places around the world. Wendy graduated from Brandeis University and received her master's in social work from Smith College. She then went on to study neo-Reikian bodywork and other traditional and non-traditional forms of healing from masters around the world. But she let all of this go once she discovered the power of the work you'll experience today. Wendy's been working as a transformation acceleration expert for almost 40 years and is honored to be named one of the international top three transformational experts in her field. In your work as a transformation acceleration expert, you've mentioned to me a key process called eidetics. Yes. Can you tell us more about what eidetics is? I'd love to talk a little about it, and then really the best way to understand it is to give people an experience of it, because in trying to explain the work that I do, eidetics, to people for a long time now, I realize that it's nothing that you can understand through the head. So, and that said, I understand that people want to know a little bit more about it. So, eidetics is a way of working with the mind, body, spirit, energy. It works on all levels to instead of helping you understand what's quote-unquote wrong, instead of doing that, it, it removes the crust of our history so that the real person is able to emerge through the crust, beyond the crust. And so we start operating as who we were before we were shaped by our history. So the confident self, the sensual self, the the self that's able to have warm and um, loving relationships without putting a, a barrier between the part of us that knows what we want, which is the way that we came in as a child and is able to move forward with that with so much less confusion and so much more connection to the self. And that's why I do this work is because I'm really, for myself personally first, and then for my clients, I don't want to think about how I should be acting. I want to have access to me so that it's coming through. So guess what? I'm writing my first book. I always thought I had a story to tell, and I'm really excited to start. It's true, I'm just in the beginning stages, but I'm confident it's going to be great. Why? Because I'm using Chandler Bolt's advice and his self-publishing school. They help you every step of the way from the start to the very finish and everything in between. It's an incredible guided process and helps make even a beginning author like me confident that I can create and sell my story. If you have a story to tell too right now, you can go to pieceofpersistence.com slash publish for more information and a free workshop. In the workshop, Chandler teaches you the three-step system he uses to write, publish, and launch a best-selling book in as little as 90 days, and how to use your book to leave a legacy. You'll also get a free copy of his best-selling book, Book Launch. Check it out at pieceofpersistence.com slash publish. I know I'm excited to get started. You mentioned earlier eidetic imagery. What's an eidetic image and what do they mean? I think 
let's go right into an experience of it because that will answer the question the best. Okay with you? Great, thanks. Yeah? Okay. Yeah, that'd be wonderful. All right. So we're going to do an experiential process right here, and it can be done with your eyes open or closed. Of course, not if you're driving. And I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't recommend that you do this while you're driving because it does take some gentle concentration. And we're going to be seeing an image, and then I'm going to talk to you about many aspects of the image afterwards. I think perhaps what would be particularly meaningful is that for those of you who are listening, to just notice what an obstacle or a difficulty is that's been coming up for you particularly recently. Whatever it is, it could be relationships, health, confidence, uh, your business, spiritual connection, whatever is important to you. Just see what comes to mind that you might be struggling with right now. And then when you have that in your mind, then just let go of that. And now we're going to do an image. And this image is nothing like a visualization. So it's not something you control. It's not something you do to force yourself to feel good. The main and most important thing you can do right now to get something from this experience is to let go of all expectations and control and wait and wait to see what shows up. Let this the image that I'm going to give you in a moment have a mind of its own. So see your parents in the house that you think of as a home, the house you grew up in, from a time when you're growing up. See your parents in the house from a time when you're growing up. Now what that means is you wait and let an image form. Don't pick the house. Don't pick where you think they would or should be. Just wait. An image will form. It might be vague or vivid. Doesn't matter. Don't try to make it more vivid. To see what is showing up. And see, where is each parent in this image? And what are they doing? Even if there was a divorce or death, just, just let the image form and see what you do see. And look at father. Where do you see him in this image? Again, not where you think you should see him, but just where does he show up? And then what is he doing? And how are you feeling when you see him? What happens in your body? Emotions and also sensations. And when you've seen and felt that, then look and see where's your mother and what is she doing and how does the young you feel seeing her. Again, not what you think you should feel, but what you actually feel. And then look and see where are you in this particular image the image that's showing up right now where are you what are you doing how old are you and how do you feel what is your experience in this image right now Now, if you were able to not control your image and to 
look and see to the best of your ability, then you just saw your first eidetic image. And I'll talk about what that means in a moment. Uh, but first, for, for you to understand that an eidetic image, there's a visual piece that could be vague or vivid, and there are feelings and sensations connected, and there are loads of meanings. But the transformational piece of this is not in the meaning, but in what you see and what you feel. There are a variety of things which could have happened here. First, I want to just check in and, Abby, see if you have anything you want to say before I, I go into that. I'm wondering two things. Is eidetic uh, always based on early childhood memory? And also, how much of the work is focused on sort of early family relationships? Okay, so great. So an eidetic image, even though this particular one, which is one of thousands of images, even though sometimes they do involve images of your parents, they're actually not, and I'm underlying not, about your history. Hmm. This is a part that's kind of shocking because some people just now would have really seen their parents and it would have felt like very much seeing something from history. So history happens, and then what we take with us is the effect of the history. So I didn't ask people to please tell me what you remember about your parents. That would have given a very different experience, a much more mental and kind of regurgitation of history that people already know. So that's like the more surface level of what we know. The eidetics go underneath that so that you're actually experiencing what's going on inside you, inside you, not your parents, but inside you and not then, but now. So, for example, let's say someone had... Uh, was feeling a lot of anxiety in their life right now because before we did the image, I asked what what's really coming up for you as uh, an obstacle or, or difficulty right now. Let's say there's a lot of anxiety about a variety of things, just as one example. So in the image, perhaps most likely what would have just happened is that that person, when they looked at their image, would have experienced a lot of anxiety. And so let's say, I'm just going to make this up. Let's say that when mother and father are very far apart, they're doing completely separate things, and there's a lot of tension in the house. And when the person looks at themselves in the image, they feel tension in their stomach and their heart's beating, and they feel like either they, maybe they want to hide or they feel angry or they feel like they can't do anything about the situation, just as an example. So that's the encapsulation of what the person is now living with. It's not their history anymore. It's present. Mm -hmm. And the beauty of what an eidetic image does is that underneath that anxiety that the person's feeling now and in the image or the anger or the disconnect or whatever it is, is the real potential of the person that got buried under the history. So, for example, I said that I, I was trained to be a family therapist very young. So that made me mm, super sensitive, probably came in that way, but uh, super sensitive to other people, 
really wanting a different kind of atmosphere in the house and probably a little more externally focused rather than on what was going on with me because I was hypervigilant about what was going on and trying to fix it. So that was my history. So what ha- what happened to me as an adult was that, especially when I first started personal growth work, I didn't know what I was feeling. All I knew was what I was thinking. If you asked me, so how did you feel? I would say, well, I think I couldn't do it. I literally didn't know because I'd been so trained and so focused on the outside and the thought, and it was scary to feel. And that's what happened. So the images really have nothing to do with history, and they're not about our early life. They're about the way our early shapings are now preventing us from our own access to our own resources. And that's what people want, but a lot of times people think it's no longer possible. There may be some concerns about what people thought. For example, some people will have had a hard time seeing anything. That doesn't mean that you can't see an eidetic image, but it generally means that the mind is so active that it just takes a little bit longer. So, for example, if I had been trying to do this image before I first started eidetics, I wouldn't have been able to see anything. All I would have done was think. So, And that's not true at all for me anymore. So that's... I don't think many people would be in that position, but definitely some. And then some people saw something really vivid. And then some people saw things that were really vague and maybe tried to make them be more vivid. And maybe some people saw things that really distressed them because they feel so true and because they feel so real inside the body. So I'm suggesting to to those of you who who just did this experience, really look at your experience inside that image and notice how it connects to the problem that you picked that is coming up for you right now. Like, how are they related? You will see that this image, the word eidetics is from the ancient Greek word eidos, And the Greeks understood these images inside us. Like the ancient Greeks knew all about these images. And they thought they were so powerful that they called them gifts from the gods. Because what they do is they take you through those blockages, the images themselves, back into yourself. So in other words, you don't see an image and then say, oh, I see how I need to be doing this and I better go do this. It's not a mental process. It actually, what what my clients tell me most often is they find themselves acting differently. It just comes out of their mouth or, or the action just comes through to them. So I'll give you an example. I work with one woman who's an award-winning creative. Uh, I'm not going to go into the details. Sure. I just want to give a general. So multiple awards. And she only volunteers. So everything that she does with the brilliance that she has, she was she was doing it only as a volunteer. She wouldn't let herself get paid for it. As she was growing up, there was a horrible tragedy in her family, which basically wiped out her mother psychologically, just really cut her to the to the core. 
and father too, but in a different way. And so my client, when she would look at her mother, would see kind of a mother where there was nobody really home anymore. She was so bereft from this tragedy. Mm. And so my client, as a little girl, would feel mm. like that she was never enough. Because after all, a child sees a mother and tries to engage with the mother, and the mother can't engage back. So the child usually can interpret that as, there's something wrong with me. I'm not enough. How come my mother can't smile at me? There must be something wrong with me. And she carried that. So that's the history. But the problem is that she was carrying that in her soul with everything. So part of our work was to help her through the images to move through that so that she could actually experience in the images a presence with her mother, not a fantasy, but in her body, in the images that was real, that came from working through all the ways that she would stop that experience. And then what did she do? Well, of course, she got a job paying her to be that creative. Hmm. And many other things, but that's just one example. How can people continue to work with that experience and, and to work with I Did It? There's a very simple way to connect with me to talk about how someone could go further and what possibly could happen for that person and what it would take. That would be to have a one-on-one complimentary conversation with me. And to do that, there's a URL me as I want to be, just like it sounds, me, M-E, all one word, me as I want to be dot com. The word to, not the number, right? Correct. It's all letters. So that takes you to a place where you can have another experience of the house image, which we just did today. And there's a preparation form to request a one-on-one complimentary conversation. And in that conversation, we'll go over what the person saw in the image and what they're really wanting and where this work could take them if they wanted to really shift that piece in their life. Would you ever see yourself retiring from your line of work, or is it something that you just would love to do indefinitely? I don't think I'll do it when I'm 90, mm-hmm. or probably not even at 85, but I do, I'm do. i not waiting to do something else. I love this work, and it loves me. I feel cradled in something beautiful and delicious, when I'm doing this work for myself or for other people, it's uh, it's a spiritual experience to be at this depth and to live in it. So it gives me so many gifts. I could, and and I'm I'm made for it, and it's made for me. This is another question I really like to ask all of my guests. If there were one thing that you'd like the world to see differently, what might it be for you? I could probably think of five or six, but the one that seems to be coming the strongest right now is I really wish we would each take a little, just that millisecond or maybe a couple seconds of reflection on what we're saying or doing before we do it and to really see the impact that we have on other people and on the world around us with our our mood, our words, 
our assumptions and just really take those few extra seconds to wait and to even be in the other person's shoes or even be responsive to the world around us in terms of what we're doing, even if it's just a word or a small action. Because not only are we harming each other more than we realize, we're also missing that opportunity to make a difference just by who we're being. Wendy, thank you so much. It's really been such a pleasure to talk with you today. I can't even begin to tell you. <laughs> Thank you, Abby. I feel it. And I have had such a good time talking with you. You did a beautiful, beautiful, intuitive questioning that um, I think I hope people enjoyed it because I certainly did. Oh, that means that means a lot. Thank you, Wendy. You're welcome. And, and thank you for joining us today on the Peace of Persistence Light. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, you can visit us at patreon.com. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash piece of persistence for double the content with zero ads. In the meantime, if you enjoyed this episode, take a minute to share us with a friend or review us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, IMDb, or wherever you found us. Every share and rating helps new people to discover our show. Also, if you happen to know anyone who's genuinely happy and they've had some success in their lives, if you think they'd be a good fit for the show, please let us know at peaceofpersistence at gmail.com. Thanks again and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts or find us on patreon.com and join us next time on the Peace of Persistence for more great content to help all of us find the happiness and success in our lives. Sing and dance at night It's the other people around And our dreams that lift us up From underground